0: Welcome to Code Whack, your podcast on America's broken healthcare system and how Medicare for all could help. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. What physical and emotional toll does restaurant work take on workers' bodies? Why is it easier to maintain our cars in America than it is our own health Brenda Waybrandt of Nashville grew up in poverty and worked in the restaurant industry for 15 years. She became a union organizer after COVID left many in the industry without a job and few protections. Welcome to Code WAC, Brenda. This is an industry that is really hard on the body. What would you like to see in terms of health insurance and restaurant workers?
1: that they have access to insurance, that it's affordable insurance, that it has good things on their plan. Our cars get more maintenance than our bodies do. We need to start including chiropractic care. We need to start including mental health care for our restaurant workers. I mean, I can't tell you how many 12, 14, 16 hour shifts I'd work and then I'd go upstairs to the bar above my restaurant and get hammered just to deal with the emotional abuse that I took or, you know, the emotional labor that it took to get the job done and like, deal with people that are just unhappy about the way that a steak was cooked or are mad that their hamburger wasn't brought out with an extra piece of lettuce. We're all human beings and people deserve to be treated as such. There's so much emotional struggle that we deal with in a restaurant in, in the restaurant industry that we need to start realizing that that mental health care is healthcare also and chiropractic health care is health care also and those need to be offered if we're going to have healthy have a healthy industry.
0: How did the COVID pandemic affect you? You were still working in the restaurant industry at the time.
1: I think COVID changed everything for me. COVID really was the catalyst for me to start asking why. I talked to one of the managers of the restaurant that I was working at before I left, which is also downtown Nashville, wasn't Dick's Last Resort. And I said, hey, I see that I see that China is shutting down. I see that places in Europe are shutting down. New York is in a shutdown right now. Um, Seattle, Washington is in a shutdown right now. This is an international tourist destination if we have to shut down, what's our contingency plan? Are we going to get paid? If so, what is that? Because I was a, a sub-minimum wage for servers in Tennessee is $2.13 an hour. And I was at a place where I was mer- making $4.50 an hour. And so I was like, if we do get paid, what what's that going to be? Because $4.50 an hour isn't really going to cut anything. And this manager laughed at me, laughed at me. And I was just like, it's one thing to not have an answer, but to to hear me as a human being asking about my safety and welfare and laughing at me. And so then, you know, a couple of days Go by, and I'm still kind of chewing over: Do I leave? Do I leave work? Can I say that if I take a leave of absence now, is it going to affect if we shut down and I have to file for unemployment? Like I, I don't want to sign any paperwork, and then you know have them use it against me if I as I go to get unemployment. And the last day that I worked, my last table was from Seattle, Washington, which had an active outbreak at the time, and it really made me stop and look at how exploited restaurant workers are. We think about Gordon Ramsay and how you yell at the back-of-house kitchen, and that is normal, but we're human beings, and we don't deserve to be yelled at all of the time.
0: Wow. So what happened then? Did you end up leaving your job?
1: I did. I left about a week before the shutdown. I remember looking back at my journal at the time, and I was like, I had like $400 in my bank account, and I had money on my credit card, and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll figure it out. And it took two months for me to get unemployment insurance approved and so luckily my roommate was still working at the time and I had started shopping in January because I could see things just turning awful and so you know I didn't have to go grocery shopping for a while which was comfortable because I didn't have any money coming in for two months.
0: Wow. And so
1: what was your health insurance like at the time? So the place that I was working for is owned by Marriott. So we got to keep our health insurance at the time, but it was all up in the air and we had to keep paying in our portion of health insurance. And so, you know, not getting money for two months, I didn't pay that portion in. I went to the ER towards the end of May and I would have had to pay my premiums by May 31st. I went to the ER by the end of May and they found a fibroid that was as big as two fists. And so I came back and I, I borrowed money from my uh, roommate so that I could send a certified mail because we couldn't pay our, our health insurance and premiums online yet at the time. And so I sent a certified letter in with my check to make sure that it got to them on time so that I kept my health insurance. But it really was all up in the air and it we didn't have a say in that. I got several communications from you know higher ups that were like, we don't know when we're gonna come back because everything was up in the air at the time. You know, We didn't know how long the shutdown was gonna last or when people were gonna come back or anything like that. And so it was like, we might let you keep your health insurance, we might take it away. And literally I had no control over whether or not I was gonna have health insurance because it was tied to my job before I had surgery in August of 2020 I had no idea and that uncertainty is exhausting wow and so then what happened so luckily they let us keep our health insurance but I closed out a mutual fund that I had last year because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to work throughout most of August I had a c-section light to take that fibroid out That's not a technical term. That's just a fun term. And I took most of August to heal and and recoup. And um, I found some jobs for October and and November. And then I got hired by this union in, in December. And it's been... It's because I started questioning last year during the pandemic, the worth of labor, you know, being told that we weren't even in a real job, that my job wasn't worth anything, but my back hurting was worth something that was real. My feet hurting after a 12-hour shift was real. The conversations that I had with people, um, the joy that I brought people that came to visit Nashville was real. You know, hospitality workers were really what made Nashville part of the it city. People come to Nashville for the hospitality workers. And yet when the pandemic happened, we were ignored and forgotten. And nobody cared to check up on us and say, are y'all doing okay? There were, there were some small people, but but our, our government certainly didn't. Um, our city tourism certainly didn't. So how do you feel, Brenda, about Medicare for All? I feel that Medicare for All is is a good step. One thing I hope this pandemic highlights is the fact that anything can happen to us at any point in time. And we've really taken on this pull yourself up by the bootstrap individualistic approach to our own personal care, but without realizing that there are systemic things that, that hurt us. Like we're seeing that with the black and brown community, they're more likely to live closer to landfills or to air pollutants. Um, and you know, that's going to cause, that's going to cause, um, a lot of issues with your lungs and with breathing. And, you know, we're seeing that climate change is happening and, buildings are falling apart because we haven't taken care of our infrastructure and so we're really going to need this collective approach to making sure that we're all as healthy as possible so that we can um that so that we can have a productive society so that we can continue to have a great country or to to work towards having a great country.
0: Thank you, Brenda Waybrant. Find more Code WAC episodes on progressivevoices.com and on the PV app. You can also subscribe to Code WAC wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast is powered by Heal California, uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda gazar